You're listening to Arc Radio Podcast. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is your very own Embrace show on Radio Ramadan Glasgow 87.7 FM. It's the show by new Muslims for new Muslims. This is the, the show on Radio Ramadan that's all about um, those people who get called converts, reverts, new Muslims, all sorts of stuff, alhamdulillah. And we have come to Islam at some point later in life. You're joined uh, by your host this myself, Dawood Duncan, aka David Duncan, mm-hmm. and your sister Alana. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh sister. And um, how's your fast going? Alhamdulillah, it's good. Alhamdulillah, mashallah. I can't believe how like, we're on like the fifth day, so it's going in so fast. Allah Akbar. It's the same mm-hmm. every year, subhanAllah. Mm-hmm. So, you're on Embrace. Um, last time on the show, uh, this is a show where we talk about and have conversations with new Muslims about what it's like, inshallah, to help share stories, to help inspire those who are going through the same journey. Inshallah, those who are maybe wanting to embrace Islam and also inshallah give um, examples and ways that other new Muslims have made it through um, uh, the the journey inshallah for success and when we talk about success al-falah in Arabic is success is the garden, success is paradise, eh, God willing. So eh, last time on the show we had Sister Carly on on Wednesday night and we were talking about Muslim jargon. Uh, did you catch the show at all, Sister? I missed it, I was in another <laughs> class. <It's laughs> I didn't miss right. it, but I really wanted to be here, but unfortunately. So you had a bit of How a, did it go? Yeah, oh, it was a lovely show actually. Um, Sister Carly came in uh, with her lovely daughter Salma as well, mashallah, and her husband too. And they were here, mashallah. Um, it, was, it was a lovely show because we had someone in the studio. Um, we talked a, a lot, you know, Muslim jargon was a topic that, you know, really... Um, you know, we could come at a lot of different angles. Yeah, we could talk about it from the fact that maybe we would uh, want to learn salah, want to learn the form of prayer in Arabic. So you know, there was the journey with that, but also there's just this loads of different words that you find when you're coming into Islam. And even now, I realise that myself, I'm I'm ten years down the line, and you know, thank God, um, I use all sorts of words and I throw them in, and I can even forget when I'm dealing with someone that's just come to Islam mm-hmm. what it's like. Um, were, were there some words that you remember as well as being, uh, you know, quite, uh, uh, you know, did you experience a maybe overwhelming feeling about new words or a worry or anything like that? I just remember that I could never say assalamu alaikum. Like it even like it took me a long time to just. Like I got so nervous saying it and saying it under my breath, and like, like when I met Muslims, I would say it, and then they would look at me as if like did she just say salam to me or what? Um, but then you know it's just through reading, and especially if you have book like I've got a book just now, it's Islam belief and teachings, mm-hmm. and it's um, each of the words it's got the Arabic equivalent, and it tells you how like so as you're reading and you're learning English what different things about Islam, you're also learning the the Arabic um, words for it. So when you're in gatherings and stuff. Um, you can hear when people mention the, the, the discuss topics and they're using the Arabic words, then you understand um, completely what's been been spoken about. Mashallah, mm-hmm. alhamdulillah. I mean, there's there's ways, um, so many ways uh, that we talked about as well. Um, it's funny because for those people who are Muslim uh, from birth, you yeah. know, uh, they can really, and even like myself, we can we can forget mm-hmm. something as simple as salamu alaikum. It's maybe the first thing that people learn, mm-hmm. um, but even that can be quite scary. Even a new I Muslim felt really it. intimidated mm-hmm. because not only did I have to learn, you know, all these new things, it was basically having to learn another language. Yeah, you um, know, and 
you know, I did have the chance, you know, uh, two years ago to learn Arabic, mm-hmm. but I thought to myself when I first converted, oh no, I'm really nervous. I feel like people speak Arabic or, you know, um, some of them speak Urdu as well, and I'm going to have to learn all this. And feel, I remember feeling really, really overwhelmed. But you mm-hmm. just take it bit by bit, and then, you know, when you learn about Salah, you learn the, the Arabic words used and the different um, parts involving that. And then when you learn about, um, you know, all different topics, you increase your, your knowledge in the Arabic language. Mm-hmm. MashaAllah. Um, so, Alhamdulillah, uh, tonight's show, we've also got a guest. And we've got uh, Brother Ken Emery who's uh, joining us and tonight's show, the title of which is Making It, Making It Last, inshallah, Making It Last, God willing. Um, so Making It Last, what are the things that we're going to be talking about? Um, there was a kind of few angles we thought of coming at. You know, first of all, I thought of the fact that there are so many uh, Muslims who come to mosque. You know, there are hundreds every year in Scotland, okay, who come to mosques and they take shahada, and then we don't hear from them. Mm. I mean, we're talking, uh, you know, hundreds. Maybe th- this is just the people who get to the mosque. How many people at home? How many people are friends? How many people with work colleagues? They take shahada, they embrace Islam, they, they bear witness, la ilaha illallah, there's no God but God, and Muhammad, peace be upon him, is the messenger of God. They say this, yeah? Um, they accept Islam, and then they're gone so many and this is what I first of all thought was making it last and God will and this should be the aim with new Muslim support da'wah alhamdulillah invitation to Islam God is the best of those who invite because you know God's doing it all the time and people embrace Islam but support there is um, little what would you say structured you know um, coordinated support among the, the Muslim community um, for this for this thing um, so making it last a bit of longevity but there are other ways we could think about that too making it last as well and we'll hopefully talk about um you know just making it last for example we're in ramadan mm-hmm. iman you know our, our faith our feeling of relationship with god is so high at the moment mm-hmm. but you know sometimes naturally it goes down mm-hmm. and it goes up and down and um making it last how can we help maintain this well, i think that's really important that especially after five years like when i first converted you have like a, a high all of a sudden because mm-hmm. everything's new and you're all these new things you're learning and these new people that you're meeting and then after a while you know depending on not everyone's the same you know some, there's different circumstances but mm-hmm. you know i know a lot of people that that sort of dies away and they've became isolated or they've, they've not that it's the people have done that to them but they've isolated themselves mm-hmm. um so i think that's really important for ramadan yeah. that you know, you take that time to, to go and, and, and connect with Allah again by, you yeah. know, forgetting all the things that you've done wrong or whatever and trying to connect and do your, your salah and engage with the community yeah. so that, you, you you know, even if and throughout, like, the couple of years you've done bad things or whatever or you've not, you felt as if you're you're not to the level of what you mm. thought you was going to be, you can reconnect. Yeah, and certainly, you know, even when you're talking, doing bad things and uh, talking about um, the people isolating, do you know, you said, you know, it's not that people have isolated the new Muslims. Do you know what actually... Um, you know, hear me out. I think actually people have done that. They, I think, I, I think do. that there's and, a mix. And, there's definitely no, a mix. No, no, but listen to me. I mean, you know, actually people will isolate people, but they don't mean to. Mm-hmm. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Some people go into the mosque mm-hmm. and, you know, the way that sometimes uh, a Muslim is acting, they don't mean to act mm-hmm. uh, bad or scary or something like that. You know, maybe it's just a case of they're just looking a bit, um, uh, you know, not happy or something, mm-hmm. or they're, they're sitting with a kind of you know, tired look in their face or something like that. For a new Muslim, when they're coming in, they might be terrified of yeah, the mosque and they yeah. see someone, you know, yeah. who just got, who, who's got a certain look in their face yeah. and they might just worry straight away. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the tip that's that always happened say. to me before yeah, yeah. yeah even just going to the mosque and yeah. you know you expect when you read
read the books, you expect that everyone's going to have a big smile on their face and come and give you a big hug. But in reality, everyone's yeah. living their day to day lives. People are tired people are, and yeah, exactly, but in a rush, yeah, and you yeah, know this, this thing. But the, you know, the, the God willing, hopefully, with shows like Embrace, mm-hmm. there'll be an awareness raised um, of how you know us as the Muslim community can better support new Muslims. Um, God willing, inshallah. Um, right, so. Time to introduce our guest, Brother Ken, alhamdulillah, has come along at fairly short notice. I got in contact with him um, this afternoon, I think it may have been, and uh, he was all the way over in Edinburgh, on the other side of the world, Um, and (laughs) thank God he's decided to come through and join us in the amazing new building of the Ark for Radio Ramadan Glasgow. So, uh, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ken. Excellent stuff. Uh, and how are you feeling today on this, the, the fifth? Is it fifth fast? Yep. Yeah. Um, the fifth fast. Alhamdulillah, yeah, feeling good. Um, like uh, Alana says, can't believe it's five days already. Yeah. Um, getting into the routine, I think. Um, I work during the day, so it's about establishing a good routine, I think, and uh, getting enough sleep and rest oh. and, and able to get through everything. And for you, enough sleep and rest, that involves a good sleep after you come home from work? Yeah, I let's be honest. <laughs> since we entered the summer months, um, I've operated a kind of split shift in terms of sleep. So typically, I'll sleep about three hours after work, uh-huh. and then about three or four hours before going out to work. Yes, and stay up most of the night. That's it. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's the way to do it. I found that I'm you know sleeping at night, um, but definitely I'm coming home from work and I'm sleeping. And I'm finding I'm really benefiting from that benefiting from that what's beautiful about the summer time as well is it's a sunnah as well it's, it's a way of the Muhammad, of Muhammad peace be upon him to actually um, you know have a sleep after Dhuhr prayer um, and you know the, the benefits from that as we know this is from the wisdom of the Most High, the wisdom of God, and Alhamdulillah, um, makes you feel so good. So, Ken, could you tell us a little bit about, you know, just briefly, just for a wee flavour of of your journey to Islam? Because God will we'll focus much more on what it's been like since you're a Muslim. But what was your journey to Islam like, and when did that happen? Uh, my journey to Islam, uh, well, I re- I reverted in October two thousand and two, mm-hmm. and I would say the journey began about a year before that. Uh, in 2001 I was made redundant uh, from my job in Edinburgh it was quite a high paid job uh, at that time and it was as a result of the attacks on 9-11 of course, so Uh, soon after that well yeah, the company I worked for was uh, operating in America and all the planes there were grounded for six weeks after that event and as a result of that my company laid people off and uh, I became unemployed for a year so um, I was 12 months out of work, and it was during that time that I really started to ask the question about, is there a God? And anyway, long story short, after some investigations and going to the library, um, I was actually looking for books on Palestine, mm-hmm. and I was looking in the kind of Arabic section. It was a very, this was Dunfermline Library. It's a very, <laughs> it's a very small section. Small on Palestine the, section. Uh, yeah, very small section <laughs> on the Middle East in, in general. But next to some books on Palestine and Sabra and Shatila in particular, um, I found a book about Islam, and it was like a dummy's guide, to be honest, to Islam, (laughs) which was probably the right book at the time. Ken, I'd never think of you as a dummy. (laughs) Well, um, don't know. But um, I picked a book up, so I came home with a book about Palestine. It's actually a book about the Sabra and Shatila massacre and a book about an introduction to Islam, mm-hmm. and that's where it started. Um, I read the book, 
And I, at that time, I was at a really low point. Mm -hmm. um, I was about four or five months out of work. Yeah, and beginning to nice. feel that I wasn't getting a job again. And I had a family to look after. So mm -hmm. it was at quite a low point. Mm -hmm. I read the book and I, I just made sense to me. And I thought, this is what I'm looking for. This is uh, a system and a process to live your life in a good way. Mm -hmm. And I Absolutely. thought, this is, yeah. I want to buy this. This is exactly what I want in my life. And so uh, about five or Five months after that, I went to the mosque in Edinburgh, mm -hmm. and uh, that's quite soon. Yeah, and actually, when I when I took my uh, shahada, uh, I had actually never seen a Quran mm -hmm. or read a word mm -hmm. from the Quran when, mm -hmm. I, when I reverted. And uh, yeah, so that's how how I got there. Nice and, one. Uh, so was it more the more the practical side of you know the wisdom of the way of life that that attracted you? Would you say? Yeah, I think it was just the, the time, the moment I was in. I was mm. looking for, for uh, if you like, salvation. I was looking mm -hmm. for a, a path out of where I was. I was yeah. looking for a good way. And I was looking mm. for, for the first time in my life, I, I believed mm. in there was a God and I, I needed that. MashaAllah. Mm -hmm. So um, since then, Ken, mm. uh, could you describe, I mean, that's, that's uh, what, about 14 years? So yeah, October, about 13 years, yeah. Yeah, 14 years come this October. Yeah. yeah. Um, wh what's it been like over that time? Um, quite steady, up and down, go on. Let's, let's have a flavour if you don't mind. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a bit like a roller coaster. Wow. Um, it, you do go through a lot of uh, emotions. It, it's a crazy feeling when you revert. I mean, yeah. I think everyone says the same thing. You're a man, your man levels off the stratosphere. Yeah. And like, yet your knowledge is like a, a grain of sand. Mm. It's like, so Absolutely. your knowledge is almost zero, uh -huh. but your man is, is off the scale. Yeah. And it's a very strange place to be because mm -hmm. you have that huge emotion of alhamdulillah uh, and you, you're so happy. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, it can be very, very overwhelming because you know so yeah. little. You don't even know how to do, how to pray, how to go to Juma. Yeah. Um, there's so many things that you don't know even at a basic level. Would you agree with me that, that when you first come to Islam, you know, that, that, that you can learn so much so quickly that you, I think sometimes in myself, I look back at myself when I was younger, I felt that I knew a lot more, you know, mm -hmm. than, than when I look back now, um, you know, I, I realise that, you know, um, it's not be bad, but I certainly had loads to learn um, and God willing, I still have loads to learn. Mm -hmm. But at the time, I certainly felt maybe more, more uh, that I knew quite a lot mm -hmm. when I first came to Islam. Yeah, I think you go through iterations. You mm -hmm. think you know stuff and then something gets revealed and you realise there's a whole more layer of things yeah. you don't know and it comes to you in waves. Mm -hmm. um, at the start, you think it's just about praying and you know, uh -huh. fasting and some basic, fairly simple things and then you start yeah. to hear about some of the books and the scholars and all the different topics that get opened up to you and you think, uh -huh. oh my goodness. And... Um, I actually had an experience, I, I spent my first year actually in Jordan. Okay. Very soon after uh, I reverted, I actually got a job. Uh -huh. Alhamdulillah, so I'd been a year waiting on a job and then I converted. And next thing I, I got a job in Jordan, which of course, Islamic country. Mm -hmm. And so I, I moved straight out there. And alhamdulillah, that was a great environment, being right. surrounded by the Adan and, mm -hmm. and all the customers. I actually went there during Ramadan. Mm. And um, but I got after I'd been there a number of months, I got taken to meet uh, quite a well-known revert called Noah Keller, oh, an yes. American. I got yeah. taken to meet him. Uh, he had a, a kind of place with all his students up on one of the hilltops in Jordan, in Amman. 
Right. And I got taken to him and introduced to him. Uh-huh. And actually, he, he must be the softest spoken person I've ever yeah. met in my entire life. <laughs> and all I remember was I, I, getting clo- I was uh, moving closer and closer to him to try and catch the words that were coming off his lips. Hmm. And I think the first word I heard from him, my ear was just about touching his beard. <laughs> That's how close I had to get. And anyway, he assigned one of his students to, to be my personal tutor. Right. And I had Lucky to get you. up at 4 a.m. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. And I had to get up at 4 a.m. every Saturday morning. Gosh. Be there, get over across town. Uh, mm-hmm. I was there from like 6 in the morning to 10. Mm-hmm. And he was, a sh- he was Shafi. He mm-hmm. was uh, uh, Egyptian-Canadian. Right. And he'd been assigned and he said, we're going to start learning all about fiqh. Uh-huh. And uh, it was Shafi, yeah, the rules so, and stuff, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was Shafi, and it, it, the rules are, are tough. <laughs> and uh, Alhamdulillah, it was a good experience. But he went, he dived right into the, the yeah. bowels of it, mm-hmm. and it was so <laughs> was it overwhelming. It, oh, yeah, it just blew blew my brains. It yeah. just fried my brains. I had to actually withdraw from it because uh-huh. I, the level of knowledge and stuff I was just confusing me. And then I was telling meeting my friends afterwards and talking to them mm-hmm. and at that stage I didn't even know there were different schools mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and all of a sudden that was like there's four versions of Islam yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm saying this and they're saying no 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 it doesn't, it doesn't work like that and yeah. I'm saying but my, my, my teacher, teacher says said this, this yeah. and we were going on so deep into all about you know if you've even got leather belt what you have to do with it to gosh to, <laughs> yeah. to purify it stuff like this and I said I'm not ready for this I'm uh-huh. just trying to do the basics here and so I think you can get try and uh, run before you mm. walk. Yeah, well, you, you touch upon quite a common thing, and, and this definitely for the topic of you know, making it last. We can often find that as a new Muslim, we hit this amazing time. And I, I know I, at one point, stayed, I had a room in a mosque, yeah? Mm. And I was staying in the mosque, so I was there for the prayers, I was there for the community, I was there for this beautiful thing. Um, and, and I felt that my iman, you know, my faith, my connection with God was so high. Um, and then afterwards I moved out, and sometimes I feel like, um, you know, you can get that low point as well. Have you got any tips for those people, you know, who have just become Muslim, of how to kind of, like... M- make it last this this good feeling uh, and connection with god yeah one thing i've had i've had actually quite a lot of what i'd call depressing days bad right. days where mm. i've come home and i felt really really low and i've just thought this is just too much i'm struggling so it's with, with islam you felt very low sometimes islam mm. and sometimes just also just bad days just depressing i mean mm-hmm. i've had Quite a few ups and downs along the way with different things, I had bankruptcy since right. I converted Sorry, and yeah, other yeah. things. And so I just had good days and bad days. And what mm-hmm. I always found was one of the best things to do was, was go to sleep. Huh. And I always find sleep has an amazing effect on huh. you. Um, but what I also used to always do before I went to sleep, I made a very intentional uh, prayer and after that made dua. Huh. And what I found was almost nine times out of ten, virtually every single time, when I woke up, I, I felt like the clouds had lifted. Yeah. And I found this process was really, really good of, of going for a long sleep. I don't sleep a lot. Usually I just sleep about mm. five hours a night. I always think of you a very busy person. <laughs> yeah. I don't he's sleep a sleeping. lot. That's what he's been doing. But when I feel really bad, I just take lots of sleep. Uh-huh. And if, if I, I wake up and I still don't feel well, I'll go back to sleep again or I'll sleep. I'll repeat this process for two or three nights until eventually um, I find if you just keep taking almost like 
turning to God and yes. just taking, making your prayers very intentional, mm-hmm. very focused, and uh, making dua as well. Go okay. to sleep, have a long sleep, and then wake up, and it's amazing Give tranquility God, yeah. that can come over you and you feel different. Shall I? Uh, how about yourself, Alana? You, you must have, I'm expecting, felt ups and downs. Yeah, I've had ups and downs. I've had a couple of tough years. Um, alhamdulillah, it's all right now. Um, since like this past year, like I've decided, like what I mentioned on Monday, is about not feeling like sorry for yourself because throughout everything, not just in Ramadan, but all throughout, I, I had times where I'm like, oh poor me, poor me, like this is str- right. I'm struggling with this and uh-huh. this is difficult. But then I thought to myself, you know, it's only me that's going to put myself in this depressed depressed state of mind. You're in control. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And if you want to make, like, for example, this Ramadan, I thought, if I want to make, I'm go- I want to have a good Ramadan. Okay. I had bad Ramadans before, and I thought, I don't want to repeat this process. Right. I'm going to go and come come to here today to do Ramadan. I'm going to be involved in the different groups in yeah. that way, to, you know, to make, to, to put an effort into it so I know that I've, I've done the best, the best mm-hmm. thing that I can. Um, but for, for being a Muslim for five years, if you're feeling like, you know, how to make it last and how to make make your man better. I definitely would recommend that you know definitely seek knowledge. You know, I know like mm-hmm. Ken, were you saying that a lot of it was o- overwhelming? But you know, go back and read your Islam, you know, for beginners, your Islam mm-hmm. for dummies book. Reread it. Make sure that you you thoroughly understand it. And then okay. once you've read that, you know, and you memor- basically memorize it, go on to something new. Pick a new topic. Yeah. You know, go and learn about. Like I mentioned to you earlier, I did a death course. This is something that I mm. never considered before, but there's a lot of rules and procedures about death and, you mm. know, about my, my, a will and if, you know, um, cleansing the body and all different things that I would never have thought about. And this, you know, makes me connect better with Allah because you think, you know, you're learning something new and learning what Allah says about different topics. Yeah, mashallah. And that, that for you, for the for me, gets that, your connection that, yeah, totally. Um, you know, for, for me, um, you know, I've had ups and downs. Yeah, I mean, I must have. I think the thing for me that I feel is the piece of advice I give to every single one person when they come to Islam, it's two things. One, get yourself good company. And two, hold so fast to that salah. Yeah, Hold so fast to that formal prayer that we do five times a day because that's like your link with God. Yeah, mm-hmm. And the reason why I say get good company and then uh, work in the salah is because the good company, God willing, will help the salah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're listening out there, I would say get involved in Radio Ramadan. Um, you know, other organisations that are nearby, your local mosque, meet some like-minded people. I know, for example, when I came to Islam, you know, um, I met all sorts of people. Uh, and, you know, I got on with them. Mm-hmm. Some I got on with better than others. And some I didn't... Uh, later on, I got on with them better. And then others, you know, moved away. But nonetheless, seek that company. What about yourself, Ken? What would you advise for our listeners? Yeah, there was uh, three things I wanted to say mm-hmm. along my journey since uh, I reverted. Um, three kind of organisations that I came across. Um, one was uh-huh. um, MAB, Muslim Association of Britain. Yes. When I came back from Jordan, I got connected with them and joined... Uh, a kind of revival movement and um, Katiba program. Mm-hmm. Later on, I came across New to Islam, which was a support group that was set up uh, for new Muslims in Glasgow. And that provided a lot of support and uh, company as well, and again, good people. And thirdly, I would point to iSyllabus. Um, I was yeah, on the very first. I was on the very first cor- program of iSyllabus, a fantastic program that's been developed. Not specifically for new Muslims, for Muslims in general. I think that's a perfect sort of um, course to do if you want to get away from just the basics and Mm -hmm. and progress to a course. Yeah. Um, And any other pieces of advice you would give? 
I think, yeah, having an inner circle in good company is yeah. really important to have mm-hmm. an inner circle because you mm-hmm. will have times where you need to turn to people for support. Mm-hmm. I think having that and uh, good friends is definitely, I know it, it talks a lot about it in the Quran, yep. the company that you keep. Yep. And I would definitely say the better the company you keep, the better your journey will be, uh, the more successful. God willing, uh, inshallah, tomorrow on Radio Ramadan Glasgow 87.7 FM, we're going to have uh, Sister Aisha coming on and who's going to tell us about one of the organisations in Glasgow that exists to, it's a very new organisation that exists to support new Muslim, a lovely group of um, uh, brothers and sisters who have got together, alhamdulillah, to help. Uh, we ask that you make dua for us in the show and inshallah, will join us again. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. For more information and to listen to more podcasts, visit us at arc.score or check out the Arc Media app.